Welcome to the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has been making some big gym gains. Brand Siegel, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I, you know, Trevor, we've been hitting the gym hard. Um, this week, I feel like I made big progress at the gym. Yeah. Um, benching and squatting specifically did very well. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really good. Gym's been good. You've you've gotten me to like the gym a moderate amount. That was my goal. That yeah. was my goal from the start. And like, now, it, I think the best thing about it is now I don't like missing it. And we've talked about this a lot. Now I'm just like, I'll just give a little spiel on the podcast. When you miss the gym in the capacity that we're going, I can't like speak for everyone else, obviously, but in the capacity that we go, you get backed up so much. You lose so much. You get so much weaker. And it's such a, it's, you just lose so much. So now I don't like missing because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I totally understand that. I agree with that a hundred percent, but it's just, it, it's such a good thing. I'm, I'm glad that you're liking it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. We have a we, good time we, together. We, we go, today. Yeah. We know? worked out today. We're, um, I think we're both pretty tired. <laughs> I'm tired. That's one of uh, probably the biggest reason why. Um, but we're here to do a big brother podcast because we love doing them, you know? And look, Trevor, we had, uh, a, I would argue one of the worst twists we've ever seen in Big Brother. Genuinely one of the worst twists. Yeah. Especially, like, the result of it is we have two of our least favorite house guests on the season. One of them having to come back. Luckily, the, the less bad one won the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, not not a great twist. This week was a meaningless week. Um, it was just to see who who won. I will say the episodes were, were not bad considering... Uh, that what happened yesterday's episode was uh, just a piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, but the episode before was not nearly that bad. The yeah, it was. Some right. episode was not that bad. Um, but Trevor, there was a lot that happened off the show. Um, that is definitely important to talk about. I'm sure we'll get there a little bit. Um, we did get kind of the biggest part, in my opinion, which was the the camera Jag and Matt uh, alliance starting. That was what I think was the most important thing to mention from this week but there was a lot of other important stuff so i'm gonna hand it off to you um where do we want to start in this week yeah so last week i know on the podcast i kind of talked about how this podcast would be like oh like this podcast would be like 15 minutes long very short um it, it's gonna be longer than that because we'll find we'll find a way to talk about anything <laughs> i was about to say um, me, me and you could talk about anything we'll, we'll for talk at least an hour for, yeah an hour exactly <laughs> um so it'll definitely be longer than that but it'll be shorter than normal for sure because again it yeah. was a slow week there wasn't a ton that happened um but i i do still think there was more changes than anticipated I and i don't really know that the episodes captured it that well so i'm gonna try to uh, talk about some of the stuff that I think, you know, is kind of under the radar, things that maybe people don't realize now. Um, but then you'll kind of I, I just think like people might have questions like this coming week on like Sunday episode, Wednesday episode, because we're there definitely are some pretty big, important changes. Um, and this twist had a big impact in what those changes are going to be. You know, we'll see, obviously, but we kind of had obviously Last week, we knew that Cameron and Jared, they're, they're were coming in the house as zombies. They were going to have like this week-long, well, it wasn't a week-long competition, but this competition, which we saw on the Sunday episode and I think the last portion of it on last night's episode, the Thursday episode, where they're competing. And this is the uh, the shovel competition. We've seen this uh, 
basically we've seen the same comp many times before. Sometimes it's an HOH. Uh, might have been a veto before. I'm not too sure. But we've seen this same comp where you're trying to um, get whatever. If it's like rocks or little, sometimes it's like bouncy balls. I don't know. A bunch of different stuff that you're trying to get in the shovel. And it's like a tear totter, you know, and you don't want to, you have to go slow and steady to make sure that you don't, um, you know, because if one falls out, you have to restart. So Cam had the right approach to this. That's obviously, I think, kind of goes without saying that slow and steady was the way to go in this comp. Cam did that. Jared tried to rush through a little bit. And uh, it's kind of why Cam won. Um, and it was interesting. I think the biggest curiosity was going to be what is the competition going to be that Cam or well, again, Cam could have chosen Jared to play in it. But what's this comp going to be that we're going to see live on the episode? Um, the only thing that we really or that I had to compare it to is in Big Brother 20 when Caitlin was evicted from the house. Um, she basically there was a twist. She had a chance to come back by completing this puzzle. And I want to say that when Caitlin did the puzzle, it was an eight piece puzzle. Um, and I think she had three minutes. I think she had to like um, basically put the puzzle together. She had to like slide it under a door and then she had to like stand it up. And this was a great moment on that episode, Big Brother 20, but Caitlin didn't do it. She failed it. It seemed like a real, I mean, again, I, who knows, maybe if I was there, I can't guarantee that I would have been able to complete the puzzle. Maybe I wouldn't have. Um, so I don't want to be too hard on Caitlin, but she couldn't stand it up. She failed it. So it was curious. I was curious to see, like, are they going to try to make it even easier to ensure that whoever plays this comp comes back. And I think that's what they did, Brandon, because when I saw this comp and I was like, oh, it's the it's the little pulley system where you have to lower the ball. It it, it looked very easy to me. Um, and I was like, Cam is going to get this either first try. I, honestly, I thought he might have got it first try, um, but he got it in the second try, I think with about a minute and five seconds to spare. Um, but, but what do you think about that, Brandon? Do you think they purposely just tried to make it really easy so that whoever played in it did return? Yeah. I mean, they, they made it really easy on purpose. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, if you think about when a similar thing like this happened with Caitlin, right? Mm -hmm. That, that was not an easy puzzle. Uh, You thought it was easy? I mean, did I think it's the most challenging thing in the world? So from a viewer standpoint at the time, it looked easy. And I think. I think most people were like, how could Caitlyn not complete that? I think that was like, like that was the general perspective of fans of like, Caitlyn, how could you not complete this was kind of the take. But I, I feel and like I, that was also, I, f- I feel like it, it was, I'm not saying it was the hardest thing to ever do yeah. that puzzle, but it did. It, I don't think it looked easy. Also uh, like under the stress and stuff, I really don't think it would have been yeah, that easy. I think the time limit makes it like yeah. when you have a short time like that it adds but, a level of pressure the puzzle itself wasn't hard but i think having that time limit made it a little bit harder i mean i think i think it was a harder challenge than what cam did had to do so yeah that, that's my but, point is i think i think cam yeah. had a, a way easier challenge than that even on base level it, it was just an easier challenge and they clearly wanted they wanted this twist to mean something because because mm-hmm. I mean, one of them was going in no matter what, but it's a 100 day season, you know? Yeah. Well, it's well, just... Oh, yeah, that's right. One of them. So I guess they could have made it hard because either way, one's going in. But also at the same time, if you make it like if you I guess the reason for making it super easy is what's the point of having that first competition if it's not a good thing to win it? And then I don't want to get into like the twist really made no sense, like in terms of just. If you're going to have the twist, the way they structured it, 
really didn't make any sense. The two competitions, none of it makes any sense. But anyway, we're not going to get too much into that. But yeah, I thought it was uh, definitely a really easy comp for Cam. And he obviously uh, won it pretty easily with over a minute to spare. Um, now, the stuff that happened throughout the week, because, you know, I kind of got to the end of the week first, right? Cam's back in the house. And I think that a lot of the house realized pretty quickly that Cam was going to be the one coming in the house because after Cam beat Jared in that little whatever shovel competition, um, they immediately all started planning as if it would be Cam because they just kind of assumed, well, Cam will win the competition on Thursday, and he did. But I, I think there was a lot of interesting things that happened. Um, the first thing I guess we could talk about is the alliance that you mentioned, Brandon. Mm -hmm. um, Cam makes an alliance with Matt and Jag. They call it the Fugitives. Um, basically, you know, centered around like, hey, we're great competitors. We can come together. We can win a lot of these competitions um, and stuff like that. And I thought this was a, a good idea by all three of them. Um, even if, well, certainly for Cam, it's a great idea because he needs something, right? He is the one that's going to be returning in the house. He he wants to make sure that it's not a revolving door back out. So this was really good for him. Even even if Matt and Jag aren't like fully on board with Cam, which I don't think they are. I think it's like, eh, for now it's cool. But, you know, we'll see. But for Cam, even just to have it to try to make that, I thought it was good for Cam. So I thought Cam did do some good stuff this week, you know, trying to plan for, you know, when he, if he does come back in the house or when now he is back in the house. But I think he did some good stuff. The other big thing with kind of Cam and the planning was uh, he, he was talking to Suri and I don't know. I didn't watch this conversation. They didn't show us on the episodes, but I think it was something that was really important because Cam and Suri were kind of talking about, um, you know, how they can work together and stuff like that. If Cam does come back in the house and, Cam basically had the plan of he's going to kind of infiltrate the other side because they kind of both were discussing and recognizing, hey, Matt and Jag and Corey and America, they're kind of close. It seems like they've developed this relationship, which they have. That's true. They're close. We're going to try to infiltrate and we're going to try to get Matt and Jag against Corey and America. Cam was going to go and do this. And he told Sari about that, that he was going to do that. And that's exactly what he did. He went to Matt and Jag. And I thought he did a really good job of, you know, kind of trying to push them against Corey and America, um, which in turn helps Suri's game because uh, Suri, who was in a really bad position last week uh, before this twist happened, I gave her a five in the ratings for a reason. Uh, she was in a bad position, mostly because Jared was feeding all of her information back to Blue, who was then telling Matt and Jack, who were then telling America and Corey. And they had all of the information um, against Sari, you know, Sari basically talking about, uh, you know, theories she had, things that just like made them clearly not trust Sari. But this is one piece that kind of, I think, helped Sari go back under the radar. And, you know, she also worked to develop relationships and really try to rectify uh, relationships with people like Corey and America and Bowie and Matt um, and just kind of slowly, you know, under the radar, just really try to get back in a good position, which is what Sari did this week. And the episodes didn't really show it. I, I don't, they didn't really show any of it, to be honest. But I just think that 
for people who might have questions. I think we're going to see on the Sunday episode this coming week, you're going to start to get the sense that Suri is now getting in a better position once again, which isn't surprising, um, but that's happening. And I think that, yes, part of it is Suri doing good work, having good conversations with America, where America, after the conversation, went back to Corey, went back to Bloom, was like, I really like Suri. I trust her. We had, we had a good personal conversation, and that's just... That is Suri's magic. It is relating to people, not even conversations about the game, having conversations about their life, about their family, like whatever it is, that is what makes her so good. And that's what she did this week. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that more in the ratings, but I just wanted to point that out. But Cam also helped Suri's game this week by doing, um, by having this plan to infiltrate and put Matt and Jack against Corey in America. The other person that's really anti Corey in America is Blue. Blue despises Corey in particular because last week, as in the double eviction, Corey put Blue up next to Jared, and Blue is is holding that against Corey like it's a, a crime that Corey committed. It, she is, you know, she she really does not like Corey, so she's doing everything she can. Every time America comes and tells her any kind of piece piece of information. She's immediately running that back to Matt and Jack, like, hey, Matt and Jack, Corey did this, Corey did that, Corey said this, you shouldn't trust him. And it's starting to click with Matt and Jack when they're hearing stuff from Blue, when they're hearing stuff from Cam. And this is making Corey in America's position worse, um, which is not good for them. Um, but that that's kind of, I think, one of the biggest storylines of the week um, that, Brandon, I'm going to get your thoughts on, but that's... One of the things I want to talk about is Corey in America's position kind of tanking here because of these efforts by Cam and by Blue, two players that, hey, they had, both of them, I think, had decent weeks. But, but what do you think about that, Brandon? Yeah, I think overall it's just been a little sloppy from Corey in America. We saw a little bit on the episode of Matt, like, realizing that they're talking um, to, like, other people, which, like, everyone is but matt makes a great point he's the like felicia combo in the yeah. backyard matt made a great point on the episode he was just like you know like of course i'm doing it too but the, i'm just not as like you know sloppy about it um people just aren't catching me mm-hmm. um matt matt has turned into i'm sorry this is a little off topic he's turned into a very capable player like yeah. I, you he has had a good progression this season um of like really coming into himself and becoming a I'm gonna be honest, Trevor, a like really good player. Um, Corey and America were a little sloppy this week. Um, they let their guards down a little bit. They were on top of, you know, they were in the penthouse. Um, and uh they 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 got a little a little not the literal penthouse of the the big brother house, the the figurative penthouse. Um and they got a little bit sloppy this week, and you know that's that's on them. Uh we'll see if they're able to repair it. I do believe in Corey and America. I really think they are both capable game players. Um, and I think they have, they will be able to repair their relationships, but as of right now, as of the end of Thursday's episode, um, in terms of in-game stuff, uh, they, they were in a, a weird spot, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, a good amount of, sorry to interrupt, a good amount yeah. of people would target them. Yeah. A pretty yeah. solid amount. Yeah. It's not trending in the right direction for them. Um, I've kind of been jumping around. I'm going to try to go in a little bit more of an order here. Um, Let's see what else is important. We, you know, we did have the Felicia, Jared, Sari. It was a little bit of an argument on Sunday. I don't really know how important that is, but it was on the Sunday episode. So I feel like I at least wanted to mention it. Um, it was entertaining. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's just like Felicia. One of the biggest things about her game is that 
anytime she hears like something like she'll just go confront the person you know <laughs> that's just like part of how she operates and i love it i love that about felicia's game because that means more entertainment um so felicia keep doing that because it's great tv is it the best for your game eh, i'm not so sure but it's great for tv so i love that she's doing that um some of cam's other plans he talks about his target list um he for some reason wants to target felicia um that's his like top target he has this theory that felicia will be a bitter juror and he goes on about this um to matt and jag i don't understand where this comes from to be honest with you um i don't know why he thinks felicia would be a bitter juror um, I don't really think anyone in this house would be a bitter juror. Honestly, if anyone was going to be, I'd say maybe like a Jag just because he's such a loyal guy. But I don't I don't really see that at all. Um, but anyway, his target list, he has Felicia. And then he's also looking at Corey um, after Felicia. Um, you know, Cam, I, I don't think we've really gone into this a lot. They certainly haven't shown it on this episodes. But Cam, you know, he has some weird behavior. Um, we saw it a little bit with Riley earlier in the season. Um, he, he's just kind of weird. He, he he's just a weird dude. Yeah, he's kind of a weird dude. He tries to flirt with the women. Um, he did it with Riley. He's trying to do it with America. Um, he's super weird it's, around America. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's just strange. Um, but I think <laughs> people around the house and they even mention it too about this weird behavior. They think that. You know, he wants to take out Corey so he can have America to himself. It's just it's a lot of weird stuff. Um, but anyway, so I, I already talked about like Cam's plan to get Matt and Jack against Corey in America. Um, that obviously helped Sari. The other thing that we did see in the episode was this whole talk about Corey in America uh, getting a final four with Felicia and Nicole. Now, this is interesting because this this is another thing that I think Corey in particular, he's just, he, I don't know if it's that he's just distracted. I don't know if it's that he's just, there's, we're seeing more evidence of him being a bad player, but Corey really is in this position where he trusts Matt and Jag a lot and he wants to take them far, which in my opinion is very risky because Matt and Jag are two of the best competitors in the house. I think that's pretty bad. Corey also has this perception that at the end of the game, there's a lot of mental comps, which is not true historically. I mean, who knows? Maybe that will change the season. But over the last couple seasons, we've seen a lot of physical comps at the end. Those comps would favor Matt and Jag. I don't understand why Corey is so... Um, he, he, he just seems to be fully in with this for, with him, America, Matt and Jag. I don't think that's a good plan. And this bleeds into this Felicia and Nicole thing, because even though there's talks about this four, which is a fantastic idea, absolutely. They should be making a four with Felicia and Nicole. And as a matter of fact, I think that might be the best final four for Corey and America. I mean, it would be maybe not the best. I, I would say include Bowie in your final four. But like in general, that's a good final four. It's much better than having Matt and Jag uh, because Felicia and Nicole won't be as good as at those endgame comps. But the problem is Corey, after, you know, having these talks with Felicia and Nicole about this four, goes and tells Matt and Jag about it, goes and tells them about this four-person thing that might be happening. And she's like, Corey, why? Why do you do this? You you can have a four-person with Matt and Jag. You can have a four-person with Felicia and Nicole. It's fine. Keep them separate. 
And then you can kind of just go along with both of them. And I, I just, I don't get it. Maybe he's worried about it, it leaking somehow, but it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And that's one thing that Corey's doing that's been bad. He also, um, you know, talks about how, to Matt and Jack, that there's a lot of mental comps at the end of the game. He mentions to Matt and Jack, hey, you guys better start studying for these endgame comps. And he helps them study. I, I just, Corey made a lot of bad decisions this week. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about this potential four-person alliance. Um, but Brandon, what are, what are some of your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think this just goes back to Corey's playing very sloppy. It seems like he's comfortable, uh, which is, you never want to be comfortable in the Big Brother house. Uh, never be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like he's a little too comfortable with his alliance. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's nice that they're, they're that the, that the, he thinks that they're all good, um, but uh, he's been a little sloppy and they, they aren't as good uh, with him. And I, it, it's interesting. I think a couple weeks ago, Corey would be much wiser to this, um, but it does seem like he's a little distracted in the shower, Trevor. Uh, if you know what I mean, he's distracted. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully he gets it back together. You know, I love Corey. He's my my number one this season. If Corey leaves, I will be very sad. So I I am hoping he does not leave. Yeah, we will see what happens. He could be in some trouble. Uh, depending on who wins. Um, I already talked about a lot of the Siri stuff, so I I think I'll just save the rest of it for the rating. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, there was this whole little storyline about. So Nicole thinks so Nicole is, you know, a player who I think generally ha- genuine generally has like good reads. She usually has like the right idea of what to do. And she talks, I think, to the cameras and tells them that uh, her best move would be to put up Matt and Jack, which I agree. That would be her best move. That's exactly what she should do now somehow. And I don't think she told Cor- Well, she didn't tell Corey. I don't think she told anyone, but apparently Corey thinks that Mimi would put up Matt and Jack and Corey told this to America. Now we've talked about America ratting things out. We've talked about America going to a particular person and telling them things that she should not be. And I'm going to do it again because America went and told blue this information. America went and told blue that Corey thinks that Mimi would put up Matt and Jack. I mean, I, I can't I can't understate how bad this was for America's game. It, it it made no sense. But she goes and tells Blue. And this is just more fire. This is more uh, firepower that Blue has against America and Corey now. She goes and tells Matt and Jack. It's just another thing that gets them, you know, anti-Corey and America and anti-Mimi now because they hear about this. So th- those were just some of the most important things of this week. Um I'm going to talk about. I think it's going to be a very interesting week to see. Very important HOH coming up. Um, it's a really big HOH. What can happen? But essentially, the top targets I think are. I think Felicia could be uh, a top target. I think Corey could be a top target. America, um, America potentially, maybe even Mimi, but I think less so. I think generally speaking, if she's on the block next to Felicia, Felicia would leave. And then from the Mimi side, I think it's probably Jag is her target. Uh, Felicia, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And, you know, Ceres, kind of chilling a little bit. Um, I, I don't really know who she would target. Maybe Corey still, although she's been really working hard on those relationships. So I, I'm really not sure. Um, and then obviously blue is targeting Corey, 
um, and Matt and Jag, I think, are looking at Corey, but I think they want someone else to do it. Um, so, Brandon, I'll, I guess I'll throw this to you before we get into our ratings. What, what are some of your, your other thoughts, or, or do you have anything that you wanted to mention that I didn't talk about already? Um, I... I want to quick. Oh, what was the thing earlier we talked about that I really? Oh, the season as a whole. I wanted to talk about okay. this real quick because this this was oh, a yeah, really yeah. cool point that okay. you made. I'm giving you the credit on this. I I talked extensively at the beginning of the season how I hated the trajectory it was going. It seemed like a Sari steamroll. I even gave Sari a ten at a point mm-hmm. in time. And as I was away, I sent you a little text and I said, "This season is trash. I'm upset. I'm putting my foot down. I'm so pissed off. I am unhappy." And right as I did that. Cameron won HOH um, for a second time that week, and he was talking about putting up, uh, uh, who was it, uh, Blue and Jag or something, and he didn't put them up. He oh, yeah, he told he told everyone. Yeah, he it told was everyone, a, yeah, yep. It was a lie. He, uh, yeah. he put up, who did he put up instead? Izzy and Felicia. Izzy and Felicia, mm-hmm. um, which has pushed the game in such a good spot. We had Coin America at the top. And Trevor, we, we've talked about Big Brother. It, you know, they say it's a struggle for power. This year has been a struggle for power. It has been so enjoyable to watch. This twist we just hit was the ultimate just like stoppage in the game. Yeah. And it, it made a pause on all this momentum we had. And we were talking earlier how this has been such a great season outside of three things. Yeah. One of them is the twist. The two twists we have have reversed actions that were really good for the game. Matt's power. Yep, Matt's power would save Jag. Um, and not I love Jag. It's you know I, I it's nothing against Jag. Um, but uh, that that was a stupid power. And then now we have this zombie th- stupid thing that we had yeah. to go through. That's been number one. Number two is something I've complained about a lot. Sari being in the game is the only returner, and not only is she a returner, well not a returner. I shouldn't say that. A returner to a social game. Uh, yeah. She's obviously not played Big Brother before. Um, she's played another social game five times. That's a lot. A lot of times. But her son is in the game. And, you know, at the start, it was very, very helpful. It obviously became not as helpful because Jared is one of the worst Big Brother players of all time. But there's something that isn't talked about enough amongst casuals that I think is important to talk about. We talked about this earlier. Trevor, I, I don't remember the exact stats. I want you to give it uh, about the men winning competitions. Yeah, so the competitions... Yeah, ex- so that's the other thing. The twists have been, I mean, Brent and I both despise the twists. I think everyone but does. The competition, so just in general, this season, I don't know exactly what the numbers for this specific season is, but from Big Brother 21 through 25 this season, 75% of the competitions and just overall have been won by men. Um, Only 25%, I think roughly, have been won by women, whereas... If you go back to like Big Brother 2 to Big Brother 8, um, I'm not including one because it was a different game. Big Brother 2 to Big Brother 8, uh, 52% of the people that won comps uh, were women, 48% men. And then I think from Big Brother 9 until 20, I think it was like 33% uh, were women and uh, what would that be? 67% were men. So it's a continuous, like, basically it's a trend line. There's clearly a trend that we're seeing. These competitions are becoming more physical. They favor the athletic uh, dudes. And we're seeing uh, men win a lot of the competitions. And also, we're seeing now men are more often winning the game. Yes. Um, so that's, you know, it's kind of a direct correlation um, yep. by those numbers. So that's another issue. And, with and this the is game. an overlying issue. This is more than just the season. We, we, uh-huh. 
we do not have it, it is apparent to me at least that we don't have enough women in in charge of of making comp- competitions and making decisions because so many of these competitions have been pushed towards giving men uh an advantage and that's not what we want we want you know equity in this game so everyone has a fair shot at winning and it's purely based off your physical ability social ability mental ability in the game itself mm-hmm. not just one of those things um so those three things are are killing what would be an absolute perfect season we have had basically a a three different times a complete power shift um and it's been super entertaining from that perspective but we have had dumb twists we've had competitions favored uh to men and we've had the ultimate bad twist of uh a returning player or uh, a returning social game player excuse me i should i need to specify that play with her son um all of these things have have pushed it to be not great i understand sari is a you know there's a lot of fans trevor you're a big fan of sari i get the appeal i get why they do it for tv purposes um but we were ultimately we could have a 10 out of 10 season here we're at the beginning you know, we have this trajectory and it completely changes. We haven't had that in so long. It's been so long since yeah. we've had a true trajectory of a season change. Not just once, twice now we've had it happen. Um, and it might happen again. I mean, really, it's so up in the air. We have no clue. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it used to be where it was like, oh, like HOH just doesn't matter because, you know, one side of the house is dominating, one side of the house is too stupid. Every HOH now seems so important. Uh, you know, and I was going to make it where I, we talked about how this HOH is important. I feel like every single one, like from now on, is going to be so vitally important because the power is changing so much. Um, mm-hmm. And this is why Big Brother is so great. Why Big Brother isn't so great is because of the other crap that's happening, the twists mm-hmm. um, and, and the competitions being favored um, to to men, which is not good. Yeah, I mean, we were we were really on the high, like during, I can't say after because the twist happened at the end of the double eviction episode. During the double eviction, we were that was the peak of the season, like as it was happening. But then we knew that the twist was coming. And as soon as the twist came, you know, I had a bad feeling and it pretty much canceled out the and it sort of it, it kind of made the double eviction a little bit meaningless. Um, it was know. meaningless. It, yeah. It, yeah, it kind of made it meaningless. So it's that whole night they evicted yeah. two people and none of them really went home. Yeah, they evicted two people. They didn't go home. Um, I thought we were on a great path. It was so good. Cam and Cherry just would have went home, yep. and we we moved forward. It is unfortunate. And also, two of the best competitors in this house were evicted. I think they were both evicted unanimously, Cam and Jack. Yeah. And then they both came back, um, and they're still in the house, and both in decent positions, actually. Um, so we'll see going forward again at the beginning of the season – uh, it seemed like it was kind of like the three side, Suri and Izzy that had the power. Um, and then we got to this place where it flipped. We had the great week of, you know, Izzy's voted out. We go to the double eviction and we keep going on from there. Um, but it's kind of flipped now to this point where now we might have the same thing we've seen in other seasons where it's like the athletic guy is just trading comps and going then. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens, but, um, you know, I just want it to be, uh, I want the season to be in a place where it feels wide open and anyone can win, which yep. I think we're, we're, we're about close a to week that. and a half ago, yeah. that was the case. Yes. And now we're tilting the, the to twist another was, side. The twist really messed that up. That, yeah. that The zombie thing really messed that one up. Yes, it did. But I think we're ready for uh, some rankings here, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get right into it. We're going to start with America. Um, we do have Josh's ratings, so we're going to say them. 
Um, some of them are a little wild. Two of them are pretty wild. Uh, and we're going to start right off with one of the wild ones. We're going to start with America. Josh gave her a 7. Um, I gave her a 5, um, which is down a point from last week. She was at a 6. I gave her a 5. Um, America had a, a rough week. We talked about it a little bit already. I'm not going to echo it too much. Um, but she would be targeted by a decent amount of people. Um, and she's continuing to make, excuse me, some bad decisions like talking to Blue about information she should not. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I still think she's a very capable player. She's definitely not in the worst position in the house, but she is not in a great position right now at all. Uh, it's a five for me. I ar could argue, I would imagine you probably have her lower. Like, I think you could argue that she should be lower. Yeah, I, I do have her lower. I gave America three. Oh my, way um, lower. Yeah, just because I think she's in certainly more trouble, much more trouble, honestly, than she was a week ago. I mean, her and Corey were in a pretty decent position, um, I think, last week. I mean, it was, you know, they still had more work to do, but I think they were in a decent position, and it got a lot worse um, over the past week, and we, we kind of talked about all the reasons why. Um, but you know, she's in trouble. She also just didn't play well. She still is making the same mistakes that she made a month ago that she was told. I mean, Corey's warned her, Hey, you can't tell blue things like she's, she's riding you out. She still is doing it. She's still doing it. So I can't give her a good rating. Uh, so it's a three for me. All right, let's move along to blue. Um, blue. I had last week at a two this week. I'm giving her a three. Blue did some decent work, um, and I don't feel like she'd be targeted by too many people. She did kind of get in a sort of an alliance with Cameron, Jag, and Matt. Um, but I, I talked about this with you in the in the car when we were driving home for the gym. A lot of what Blue did this week, I feel like kind of either fell in her lap or like was kind of done around her. Um, she did do some good things, and she definitely deserves to be bumped up, and that's why she's bumped up. But it shouldn't be a huge bump. I mean, the alliance that she's in with the three of them, she she was already in the handful. She's just, because Jared's gone, she's kind of just going back to what she had before Jared um, that she got thrown in. And she's at the bottom of this alliance. I don't feel like she's gotten any closer um, to winning the game. Um, so for me, she's still towards the bottom. I'm keeping her at a three. Uh, Josh had her at a four, by the way, Trevor. Okay. Um, so blue, I, I gave blue a three and a half, which is the highest rating I've given blue in quite a while. Um, because she wasn't terrible this week. She's been terrible for about four weeks straight. She wasn't terrible. Um, I think she did a, a pretty decent job. You know, she, I think she started recognizing that Jared might be leaving and she finally started kind of thinking about, okay, well, what's, if Jared's out of the house, how do I move forward here? And she had a lot more conversations with Matt and Jag. Um, really, again, trying to, you know, be very anti, uh, Corey in particular, America and Corey, but Corey, especially, uh, trying to get the target on their back. And I think having some success, I think some of that needs to be attributed to her. Now, will it stick? Will Jag and Matt continue to be America, like anti American Corey? I think Jag is less anti them. I think Matt is more on board with this Jag. I think he goes back and forth. I think Depending on the time of the day, he's thinking something different. So we'll see. Again, it has a lot to do with who wins HOH. And, you know, we will see. Blue is clearly um, someone who I think I think they recognize that she's not really the best team player, which I would say is, is probably pretty accurate. Um, so, again, Blue's still not a good player, but 
I, I wanted to give her some credit because I think this was one of her better weeks for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's move along to Cameron. What a, what a, what a, a, a just a rise for Cameron. What about we, Bowie? Or did I pass? Oh, I did pass Bowie. All right, let's yeah. go to Bowie. Um, Bowie, I have at a three. I kept her at a three. Um, she has no ability to win the game, but she's super safe. Like, I just feel like no one's really going to target her. Um, maybe you think differently. I have seen like some, some tweets and stuff where like some people have said some things about her, but overall, I mean, she's super likable. Josh has her at a three as well. Um, I, I kept Bowie to four. Um, not, uh, not really much of a change for Bowie this week. I think her position just stayed stagnant. She wasn't really super active. And again, she hasn't been that active all game, really. I mean, she's done. She's had a couple good weeks, I guess. But uh, overall, not too much. I didn't really hear a lot about Bowie. Um, she, you know, she was working on a relationship with Corey in America. It seems like she might be trusting them a little less, which is not again again another thing that's not good for America and Corey. So just one little piece, I guess, there. But again, not. Not a ton going on, but again, she's likable Co- compared to someone like Blue, right? Like I ever, I've had her, I've had her as a higher rated player compared to Blue for the majority of the season. I still do. That's because she's likable. People like her. They feel comfortable bringing, bringing her into things, um, you know, potentially bringing her into alliances. I think Blue's a little less trustworthy. Um, so, you know, that's something that's in Bowie's favor. She's more likable. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess that's enough on Bowie. Let's move along here to Cameron. Um, what a rise from Cameron. Evicted in the double eviction. Comes back, wins this competition. Um, he's making alliances and stuff. Very good week for Cameron. My last rating from him was two weeks ago at a three. I have him all the way up at a five. Um, and I really like his outlook right now. I feel like he can win competitions. I feel like Jag and Matt are actually loyal to him. Um, I really like Cameron's position and I think his outlook moving forward is, is pretty solid, which again, like this is just a testament to how great this season has been. Someone who I gave a three, I now think is in one of the better spots in the house, like low key, probably like a top four, five, four spot in the house right now. Yeah. So Cameron, I, I gave Cameron a three. Um, he, I think he definitely had a pretty decent week. You gotta give I him more than a three. A, no, 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 because here's why. So Cameron, well, we hear, I want, I want, I was going to talk about the good first. So the good with Cameron, he, I think played this week decently. I think his plan to try to drive a wedge between America, Corey and Jag and Matt, I think it was a smart one. I think that was the right play. I think getting an alliance, making the fugitives thing, I think is good for him, even if Matt and Jag don't plan to be loyal to the end with Cameron, which they don't, um, you know, they're, they're loyal to each other, not the cam ultimately, but it is good for him for now. Um, but again, cam is still going to be a huge target. Uh, Corey certainly wants to target cam. I think America maybe what, I don't know. I think you could even look at a Felicia potentially could target cam. Um, so there's definitely people that do plan on targeting cam. Um, he's going to be someone that, I think more than anyone, we will see if Jag and Matt start to get this reputation, but Cam is thought of as a comp threat. You know, he's thought of as like the comp beast and just that alone um, is going to be a reason why um, he's going to be targeted soon. And and just thinking of his outlook to win the game, I mean, someone who was evicted had to come back. 
I mean, if we're thinking about win equity, and I didn't go through this with every person, but you look at in America, how does she win? I think it's going to be very tough for her because, number one, her short-term safety is not great. But is she likable? Is she someone in the house that people do like overall? Yes. Do they respect her game? Eh, a little more debatable. Blue, again, not great for her either. Bowie's not great, but at least she's likable. Cameron, I think they recognize how big of a comp threat he is, but I still think he's going to be a target pretty soon. So that's short-term safety for Cameron. Isn't there either, whereas I think Bowie um, is certainly much safer than Cameron. I think Blue is as well. So just in, I can go down the line compared to some of these other people, but Cameron is still not safe. He's someone who just came back. And the track, another thing to add is the track record of these players that come right back. Usually it's a revolving, usually yeah. it's a revolving door. You know, maybe it won't happen this time. But again, um, it's going to be tough for Cameron. I still think that in his, it's it's going to be in his best interest more than most house guests to either win HOH or veto every week. And if he doesn't, he'll be in danger. Essentially, I mean, if he if he literally doesn't win HOH or veto, he could easily go home the next week. He doesn't do that. That's always going to be a worry with Cameron. I think. Yeah, but I I get what you're saying, but I feel like in this alliance he has, like they're just gonna. They're all not win. loyal to the alliance, though. You don't think that both Matt and Jack are loyal to to? No, no, Cameron? no. Hmm. They're not. Interesting. Well, we'll see. Josh gave Cameron a four. Corey up next. Um, uh, similar to America, big fall from grace. I don't need to repeat too much. We talked about it earlier. I gave Corey a five. Josh gave Corey a seven. This was another one of his weird ratings. I feel like it was just a fandom rating. Of a seven. A little biased. A little yeah, biased. A little bit. Just a tiny bit. Um, yeah, I gave Corey a four. He played very badly this week. I mean, it's you know, I, I couldn't give him a high rating because he did a lot of things that I was pulling my hair out over throughout the past few days. I was very frustrated with his gameplay. Corey, you should be smarter than this. You're supposed to be a big a big brother fan. I don't know. Um, he he thinks that I already went through all this, but like he thinks that at the end game, there's a bunch of these mental comps. That's not how it's been the last six, seven years, Corey. I, I don't really know what he's thinking there. Um, again, like he, he's got to recognize that he's in more danger. And you said it earlier, Brandon, he's too comfortable. And that's true. And he should have learned his lesson last time when he he finally recognized it. And then he made it, uh, an incredible uh, attempt to get the flip, it, it worked. He went through all those strategic conversations, helped convince them to vote out Izzy, keep Felicia. It worked. It was an incredible week for him. But now he's fallen back into this trap of, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm in this alliance with Matt and Jack. I trust them. Therefore, they must trust me. They must be loyal to me. That's not, you can't think like that, Corey. You you always have to be, in, in Big Brother, the players that get rewarded the most are the players who are always paranoid, always thinking about what could go wrong. Yes, this thing might be going for right for me right now, but how could my game crumble? This is what Suri and Izzy were doing the first half of the game. They were always talking about how could this go wrong? How could this fall? And obviously, again, eventually it did fall for Izzy, but in general, it's good to be paranoid, and Corey's too comfortable. 100%. A hundred percent. Let's move along here to Sari. Um, dude, this was hard for me to figure out what to rate Sari. Um, and uh, I I had her lower than this, and then you convinced me to to raise her up a little bit. Um, I put Sari at a six. Josh had her at a five. Uh, I mean, it was rough losing Jared for her, uh, for sure. 
Um, some, you know, I think you could argue that it was it helps her a little bit too in the end, just because he was does. so bad uh, towards the end and so detrimental to her game. Um, she is a little bit on an island, but she's she's cerebral. She's gonna make you know friends here. People really like her a lot, um, and they feel comfortable with her. So I I think she'll turn around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like here's the thing. Usually, when you when a player loses an ally, you would think conventionally that makes their position worse. That makes their chance to win worse. That just makes the outlook on how they're going to do worse. But losing Jared is not bad for Sari. It's not bad for Blue. It's really not. It's good for them both. Um, it's for different reasons. It's good for Blue because now she's actually starting to play the game. She's not laying in bed all day. She's talking with Jag and Matt. She's realizing there's a sense. What did, what did I say with Corey? Corey's too comfortable. That relates. Maybe if Corey lost America, maybe he'd start playing better. Who mm -hmm. knows? Um, but that's why it's good for Blue. She is a little bit more desperate. She's feeling more paranoid. She's like, I got to go do stuff, have these conversations. Blue's playing better. For Suri, it's different. It's different because Jared was actively tanking her game. Jared was actively taking... Because once Suri lost Izzy, Izzy was a fantastic ally for Suri. Way better of an ally than Jared was. If anyone, like, if there's any advantage that Suri has, it's not having her son. It was having Izzy, her her daughter, her her <laughs> adopted daughter. That was Suri's advantage. It was Izzy, not Jared. Jared leaving this game is great for Suri because now, number one, she's less threatening. She's, I mean, Izzy's went out. Jared's went out. Who's looking at Suri? Who's targeting her? No one. No one's targeting Suri. And part of that is because of, what I just well, mentioned. Corey and America were leaving. Corey and America would target Suri. No, they aren't. You don't think so? No. Who would they target? Cam. Hmm. Well, Corey would target Cam. America would target like Mimi or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, or Felicia. Who knows? But so no one's targeting Suri right now, which is great. And the other part of that is it's her. It's her. It's her gameplay. It's her developing these relationships. She now because she's not. <laughs> running all this information to Jared anymore and Jared's not leaking it. She's not, you know, unintentionally um, giving away information that's going to hurt her, basically, if that makes sense. So all good things for Sari. Jared leaving is great for her game. It's not bad. It is fantastic. And now that she's in a position where she can kind of go under the radar, there's also other targets that are emerging that we've talked about. Corey and America, they're targets ahead of her. Felicia's a target ahead of her. Uh, you know, on the other side, they're looking at targeting Jag. Maybe people are looking at targeting Cam. None of those targets are Sari. So, yeah, she's in a good position. And I guess the other aspect of this that you could throw in there is that we have evidence that she's a capable player. So maybe that could give her a, a bump up as well. But anyway, six and a half. So I gave her. Interesting. Next up, we have Felicia. Josh gave Felicia a five. I gave Felicia four, one of my lower ratings this week. I mean, Felicia's just potentially very in trouble. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing. And I think her capability as a game player has went down over time. Um, you know, she's she does some random stuff. She, she says some random things, and I, I think she has less allies now. Um, that's ultimately Felicia's game at this point. I love Felicia, but I, I, I think, uh, think she could be leaving pretty soon. Yeah, I, I gave Felicia four as well, so I, I bumped her down. She's one of the most likely people to be targeted, um, which which isn't good. 
Um, obviously, she still has Mimi as a close ally, and Mimi's pretty loyal to her overall. The one, the one person I think that Mimi does kind of care about. Um, she always talks about how she doesn't trust anyone. She trusts Felicia maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all started to go downhill for Felicia once she went to Jared and tried to make a final two with it, with him, and that information went back to Suri. That's when it started going downhill for her because her own alliance started not trusting her, and now a lot of people don't trust her. It's kind of been a um contagious effect i guess you could say but yeah not not great for felicia yep um let's move along here i just lost my place on the thing um to jag my man jag um jag is doing some pretty solid work trevor he was playing awful you you hated jag's game not jag himself jag's game um you talked extensively about it he has like a phoenix come up um, and he, he's been doing much better. Josh had him at a six. I have him at a five and a half. Um, he's closely aligned with Matt. They have the three-person alliance that you say they're not that committed to. Um, but um, Matt and Jagger commit to each other. They don't care about Cam, though. Yes, they don't care about Cam. Cam is very committed to them. Corey's very committed to them. They're just in a good position. Uh, and ultimately, that's why I gave him a five and a half. Uh, tied for the... Th- or no, he has the third highest rating uh, that I gave out today. Yeah, I, I, Jag's been slowly rising for me. Uh, he he rises again. He's up to a five now. Um, and again, all the things you said, I I agree with. Also, he's just really good at comps and being aligned with two other people, in particular Matt, who he's you know is kind of number one at this stage. That are so good at comps. I mean, we're getting to the point. I think we're at final ten. I want to say, um, some final ten, final nine, whatever it is. I mean. These are two of the better competitors left in the game. So just having that alone, being really good at comps, um, gives Jag a pretty good chance to get closer to the end. Um, I think if, basically, if if Jag and Matt were to be put up together, Jag would be the target ahead of Matt. That's why we're going to see Matt is definitely going to have a higher rating than Jag for me, um, because Matt is less likely to be a target. He's safer. Matt's also just playing a better game. He's a better player, I think. And I'm still I'm still hesitant on Jag just because of his capabilities. I'm still a little worried. You know, you never know, but he's been good the past couple weeks. And I think the biggest part of that is he has all of the info now. He was in the dark. I mean, in the dark for the first half of the season. Yeah. And now he's caught up. He has more he's of the info. He's playing with the information. And when you have a lot of the info, that makes it easier you know, to play a good game. Right. Let's move to his partner in crime, Matt. Matt, I am just so impressed with. He has really improved as a player. He's improved so much. Trevor, he's in the best position in the house. I gave Matt a seven. Josh gave him an eight. Um, Like I said, very, very impressed with Matt. Everyone seems to like him. He's a super capable game player. He seems to be making the right moves. He can win competitions. Um, He's very likable. He's just probably playing the best game in the house right now. Seven for me for Matt. Yeah, I have him at a seven and a half. So raised him once again. Uh, just continues to. Um, again, he he was already in a good position last week. Um, I think it's probably gotten even better. Um, I think. Well, I'll, I'll continue talking about the good again. The comps. I already mentioned it's the same thing with Jack. He's good at comps. That's going to be great for him. Uh, Cam trust him. That's another added layer of something that's really good for Matt in this game. And I think I'm just more convinced 
that he's a capable player, honestly. Like, I, I think it's just like I'm seeing more evidence, basically. I was still holding out a few weeks ago. I was like, eh, is he? he you know, he was obviously a couple weeks ago, he was running all of his information back to Sari. A, 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 a critical reason I did not think he was a great game player, but I'm seeing a lot of evidence that he is uh, pretty solid. The one thing that I don't love about Matt's game is I don't think targeting Corey is good is good for him right now. I don't think he should do that. Um, now, the thing is, he's safe with most people, so he I guess in theory, he doesn't have to target, you know, exactly who he should. However... We saw we saw some issues go wrong with Sari when she didn't target the exact person she should have. She targeted someone else that maybe we were like, eh, I don't think that's best. Maybe Sari shouldn't have targeted Heisen. We talked about this, Brandon, earlier. Mm-hmm. Matt should not target Corey. And, you know, we'll see again. You know, he, he might not. He might change his mind, like all this stuff. But that should not be his target. I think the best path forward, like if he was going to win an HOH, and frankly, there's quite a few people he could probably throw it to. Um, but if he was to win HOH, I think the best target would be either Mimi, Felicia. I would say for Matt particularly, one of those two people. I would say put up Mimi and Felicia. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You could take your pick of who would be the better target. Um, I But I think I think for Jag, I think there's a better argument to say that he should target Suri. But for Matt, I think he's in good enough with Suri that I don't think he needs to worry about Suri at the moment. Um, so yeah, Matt's in a really good spot, obviously. Yep. I firmly agree. Last up here, we have Mimi. Um, Mimi, I decided to give a five. Josh also agreed with a five. Um, Mimi, I think could potentially be in trouble. Um, I, I like Mimi. I think she's very capable. You talked about this earlier, um, how she kind of has really good reads. Um, and I, I definitely don't think her game's dead at all, but I do feel like there is potential for some people to target her. If they win HOH. Um, and I think her winnability is a, a big question mark too. I want to, I would love to see Mimi win an HOH. That would be a very interesting too. week. I would too. Um, and also just a good resume booster. I, I, I think her beating a lot of these other people in the house would be very difficult at this point, um, as there's just not a lot on her resume. Yeah. I mean, we've been, to, I've been talking all season about how she's not active enough as a player. Um, I, I gave Mimi a six, had her six and a half last week. So a little bit down. I think she's not quite as safe as she was last week. Um, she's still in a decent spot, but I, I think there's just, I don't know. I, I feel like my faith in her as a player might be going slightly down just because I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an end game path. I'm trying to think of this. Like if she's next to Felicia, I think she beats her, but how does she get to the end? with Felicia. Um, and it's, it's kind of tricky. I think that potential four person alliance with Corey America could have been a pretty good thing for her. However, it's not really a thing Matt and Jag already know. So it's, you can't really make it work now that Matt and Jag know about it. That's going to be tough. You know, the other thing is, and I didn't talk about this when I was going through blue, blue and Mimi had a conversation about, uh, potentially working together, uh, this week, which I thought was interesting and something that, if it's real, which it probably isn't, um, could be good for both of their games. I just think that this like Matt and Jag power, um, that I think that I think that's the power of the house at the moment. I mean, you still have three and, you know, but I think that Mimi needs to try to figure out like, what's the end game plan? How do I get to the end with Felicia? Maybe with even like someone like blue, if she can get to the end with blue or a Bowie, 
Um, I guess I'm just trying to figure that out, and it looks... It's kind of tough, but I do think she's pretty safe right now, so she has time to figure it out. Yep. I... I would... I really... I think a Mimi HOH would be one of my favorite things. That that would be probably who I... That's who I want to win HOH. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be so great. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll wrap up, wrap up the pod there for today. Um, this was a, another good episode i'm excited for this week of big brother we're actually back into the game uh, which is fun we'll have an hoh a pov we got episodes on tuesdays now because we got to move over for survivor mm-hmm. um so it'll be another interesting week uh, but thank you all so much for listening to this episode um of course check out our website thesmallballers.com link is in the description um we also have our excel sheet that we update all the time with our rankings um who, who's out from our team stats uh all the stuff you need to know big brother go check out that sheet um subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review if you enjoyed but that being said thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time